I haven't did a YouTube video in shit seven, eight years. Okay. Well, let me know if you need help with that. Yes, ma'am. Ooh, that boy, I, I washed my hair last night. And All shucks, sponged it up. Condition, yeah. Is that a lace front you got? These nuts is a lace front, LaDonna. I, ain't got I heard they got it for the nuts now. Yeah. Get ready for the LaDonna Ray Show. For exclusive interviews right here, go. go, go. Yo, what's up? You're watching the LaDonna Ray Show, and guess what? It's me, LaDonna Ray, and I want to thank you for tuning in each and every week right here on the LaDonna Ray Show. You know we talk to those content creators from all over the world. No matter if you, I'm not looking for blue check marks and millions of followers and thousands of engagement. I'm looking for your content. If your content is right, I want to talk to you and bring you to the forefront of this platform right here again on the LaDonna Ray Show. That's right. So today I want to I want you to join me in welcoming a very special guest. Please give it up for Mr. D. Bye. The crowd goes wild. The crowd goes wild. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. What's up, D. Bots? What up, LaDonna Reezy? Uh, it's about time, man. It's about time. You've been clowning me for the longest. Like, what? You got this person before me? I'm just kidding. Yeah, Never you before put me, you. You put me to the back of the line. It's all good. The Bible say the last shall be first or something. And like the first shall be last. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. It's such an honor to have you here sitting next to me virtually. And I just want to thank you for coming to the LaDonna Ray show and just to, you know, give everybody a glimpse of who you are. See, I met you, uh, you know, we talk about these clubhouse streets quite a bit, but this right. is like not an ode to clubhouse. It's just that when these platforms pop off, we got to give tribute to, you know, where it's due. So, right. Right. hey, right. clubhouse was born and I... I think that it put us in the room together and here we are. We wouldn't know each other without Clubhouse. So shout out to the owners and the creators of Clubhouse. Big ups to y'all. That's right. But not only that, Bots, uh, I was in a Clubhouse room on a regular basis and your song was dropping that upcoming Tuesday. I don't know how you pulled it off. I feel like you talked to the Farmer's Almanac, the World <laughs> Almanac and everybody else. But you had this song, Bots, called tacos and titties right mm -hmm. and it was about being taco tuesday with your titties involved and i you know it, it was amazing that it actually dropped on a tuesday right <laughs> i said how did he pull that that had to have been planned yeah yeah but, it, it it man uh everybody always asks how did you come up with it what inspired it so one day i'm just getting on twitter at the gym because I do this thing on Twitter called Gym Tweets. While I'm at the gym, like in between sets, I just do some thoughts, motivational, inspiration, funny, whatever. And so this chick screenshot, I mean, uh, retweeted this thing and this, this chick was standing there and she said, fellas, it's Tuesday. Which one do you want, tacos or titties? And she was standing there and she, she wasn't topless, but she had the tacos like over her titties. I was like, hmm, that'd be a good song. Now, I originally did the song for my podcast, which is D-Bot's Podcast. Shout out. So anyway, I did it for the podcast and hundreds of subscribers were like, yo, you got to drop this. Like, this this is gold. Like, they went crazy. If you see the comments, everybody's like, oh my God, this is fine. Like, the beat. So I went into the booth and I freestyled all of this. And people just like, you know, man, you took time to write. Like, no, nah, I freestyled this. So I was like. I mean, it was okay. only two lines. I mean, pretty much. So, 
so I mixed it, you know, because I didn't really mix it or nothing. I just gave it to my podcast. It's like, y'all, check this out. It was Tuesday, and they just went crazy. So I was like, yeah, let's put it out. So I got a publicist. I mixed it down. I had to take some artwork, and I put it out. Just, you know, I put it out, and uh, the response was crazy. The wow. response was crazy, so. As it should have been. And and right. the little, you have to tell the story about the lady in the room, because I was... <laughs> I was the lady in the room. Oh, God. <laughs> so we get in a radio clubhouse. Shout out to Dante, man. Dante, when I tell you, he he, he heard the record in my room because I was playing. It, and he's like, yo, I need that box. So I sent him the record. And this was actually maybe a week or so before we even dropped it. So I pl- played the record. Somebody, somebody, not to mention no names, only catches the end part of the song and comes back in the room. That's what we doing now? That is horrible. That's horrible. Dante, I can't believe you played that. So I didn't say nothing. Dante was like, huh? He's like, did you hear the whole song? And you was like, no, no. So he's like, okay, well, you know what that means. If you didn't hear it, we got to run it back again. So he played the song again. And you was like, uh, okay, oh, it's, it's all right. But I mean, that's what we doing. So lo and behold, I come to the room the very next night because I get pinged in there again by Dante. And so we sitting on stage and this person who didn't like the song a day before is like, oh my God, but somebody's calling me on my phone. Listen to my ringtone. What happens to be the ringtone? My song from the person who said that's horrible. Less than 24 hours, it was her ringtone. And that person is right there. <laughs> so shout out to yes. Donna Ray. You know, we made a believer out of her and it's been love ever since. But you know, I everybody ain't gonna like it. It ain't for everybody, but she ended up making it her ringtone, which was hilarious. I love it. I love the song. And at first, you know, you can't you can't come into these clubhouse streets and be in the on on platforms of music and be approved about things. You know, so what happened with me is as I got older, I started shedding my my um explicit ears you know what i'm saying (laughs) and and then i realized something man i was brought up in hip-hop you know Mm -hmm. we started off talking about all kinds of things right we didn't we didn't have taco titty tuesday but it's okay that we we now have that so instead of me being a prude i had to retrain my ears to hear Mm -hmm. the music because you got demon time by my man you know you got all kinds of stuff playing and you get you got to hear all of this in a different way. And that's what happened for me. So now I'm able to appreciate the music that plays, no matter what is being said, as long as the lyrics and it's catchy and it's something that I can bump in my ride. We good, bro. Right. 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 Yeah. I mean, you know, we grew up in Luke. That's all we need to say. Man. And you kind (laughs) of remind me of him. I I ain't want to say nothing. uh, You know, I've been told, I've been told that. Doodoo Brown. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, I went to a Luke concert. I came out. I think half my shirt was missing. Look, but I went, it, I yeah. went to one too, and it was at it was at the Capitol Beach party. That's all I need to say. Uh oh, yeah. How many cases were caught there? Oh man, how many Polaroids <laughs> was snapped there? That's all. Okay, right. You know, I'm you remember myself. we didn't have no phone. We had to. I, I know, I know. Yeah, that was before my time. But uh, yeah, I heard about it. <laughs> Lies, 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 lies and lies. garbage. Watch out right. for the lightning. But 
back to you, D bots. You, it's not you're not only about tacos and titties. You actually work with artists. You are a producer. You are a mainstream producer. Uh, you've won. You've been uh, on the Grammy sector, I should say. Let's talk more about that because I want to. I want people to be able to tap in and listen and understand who you are. And I also want to know. I want to make sure that they can be encouraged by you and 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 through your path as well. Uh yeah, D bots H Town Texas always representing. Um, been playing music all my life. You know, I started playing drums when I was four years old, and so music was in my blood. My dad was a, a quartet singer, good old quartet gospel. My grandfather was quartet. My grandmother plays the piano. My other grandmother plays the piano. So it was just in me. It, you know, I didn't. I got it honestly, and uh, I was just a drummer at church growing up. And then when I got after I graduated high school. I was playing football and I ended up getting hurt. And so I quit football and I was like, I got to find something else to do. So I stumbled into working at Guitar Center. Uh, while working at Guitar Center, that was what changed my life, going from a regular musician into a producer. And so... Um, I mean, I get lost in Guitar Center. I, I go in there and it's like candy store. Like most women buy shoes and bags. I buy cords. I buy mm -hmm. mixers. About right, mics. Right, I love right. stuff in Guitar right. Center. Yeah. And so the reason I applied, that was just that reason. Like, man, I wouldn't mind working here. <laughs> and so uh, here's the crazy thing that you mentioned the Grammys. The guy that hired me, name is Bradley Johnson. He was like, he's like this Elvis type, you know, and you've seen him at the Guitar Center. Slick hair, uh, where's the, the, the white shirt button up with the black pants and the shoes with the white top on the front. You know, he, he was Elvisy. So we were total opposites, but he hired me. And um, while I was there, I ended up learning all the gear, learning the keyboard. One day I'm in there playing on the keyboard, practicing and programming the keyboard. And the rapper Scarface comes in from the Ghetto Boys. Oh, okay. And so Scarface is like, yo, man, what is that? And I was like, what is what? And he's like, what's that you doing? I was like, you know, just, you know, learning this keyboard. He's like, man, I want that beat. Up to this point, I never knew nothing about a beat. Never knew nothing about being a producer. I was just a musician. So he's like, I want that beat. And I'm like, Okay. He said, How much you selling it for? I was like, I don't know. I don't know nothing about no <laughs> Right. So he's like, man, you know, I'll give you a thousand dollars right now. And I'm like, what? Wow. So um, long story short, I ended up taking the keyboard to his house because I didn't have a keyboard or nothing. And so we had to learn on the fly how to uh drop the keyboard, I mean drop the beat into his his computer. It took us like five hours, man. We was just laughing because it I, I told him straight out, like, yo, bro, I don't know. You know how to work this. So you gonna he's like, man, it's cool. We're gonna get it together. So Oh my God. Yeah. So shout out to Scarface, man. Shout out to Scarface. Yeah. Shout out to Scarface. So from there, I just uh my name started getting out. Um signed my first publishing deal with Rap a Lot in two thousand two, I believe. Mm -hmm. Two thousand two. Did a production deal with them. Um Ended that on a good term. Got some some placements with them, uh, with Zero, UTP, Juvenile. Um, then I signed another production deal with Swisher House. And at the time, I was the in-house producer, me and Big Time. And we were recording everybody on Swisher House. Mike Jones, Paul Wall, Magno, uh, Chameleon Air. Um, and that's when my career really started taking off once we did Steel Tipping. We did the mm. original Steel Tipping, which had Chameleon Air on it. And I don't know the whole story of why they fell off and remixed it and put Paul all on there, but that I did the original Steel Tip and me and Big Time. So that just really kind of, that just took my career. And I was killing the Houston scene. I was everybody, everybody from UGK to uh, 
Paul Wall, the chameleon at a Mike Jones. I was Billy Cook. Everybody in Houston, I was doing tracks for. And then in 2005, I had my breakthrough hit with this pop artist named Natalie. And it was a song called Going Crazy. And it ended up going to the Billboard charts, uh, number 13 in the top 50. And it stayed on the Billboard charts for 24 weeks. So almost half the year I was on the Billboard charts. And that's what really kind of catapulted me and let me know I kind of arrived. Cause like yeah. I had I had some good local success, uh, but that was my first gold plaque and my, my platinum plaque, now my double, double platinum plaque. So that was the one that like jumped me off. And so after that, I, you know, I started my own studio and it's been just, it's just been a blessing since then, man. You know, I've been doing this almost 21 years. And so been able to adapt to all the different changes in the music and all the different styles and all the different waves of music. And here I am, you know, I have to, I want to ask you, like, looking at all of your accomplishments and your contributions to the music industry, did you ever sit back and go, wow, I did that, you know? It's times where, like, it's times when I get on, like, these interviews and stuff like that, and I have to talk about it, and it makes me be like, yeah, wow, I've done a lot, you know, because yeah. I don't, I'm not, I've never been a, a braggadocious kind of person. I just, that's just not me. Uh, I, I'd rather you let my, I let my work speak for me. You know, people know me. I'm not going to, you're not going to hear me say I got X, Y, and Z. I produce for X, Y, and Z unless you ask me. I'm just not right. that person. So it's a lot of times like we're going to talk about it later. But like when I sit at these cookouts I started, yeah, I'll, I'll sit there and see all this stuff happening. And I'll be like, you got to be like a big proud dad and just sit back and be like. <laughs> and let it speak for itself. Yeah, let it speak. Right. So, I, I feel yeah. I feel the same way. I, I, I feel that you know, like I've worked in radio for over 20 years off and on. And a lot of people that I've worked with, celebrities, you know, notable individuals, but I never kept track of it. So right. when people ask me, what have I done? I'm literally not able to remember everything that I've done. And then you have someone come behind me and say, but what about when you did this, this, this and this? I don't keep track of it. It's right. not a good thing. I tell my students, because as you know, I teach at a media school. I tell them to keep track of everything you do because that is your legacy. Otherwise, right. people won't know what part you played in any industry. So That's that true. was a mistake that I made. You know, I just felt like, yeah, 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 I'll get to it. Here it is, like you said, 20 years later. And I'm like, dang, what, it, what, <laughs> you know, what right. have I done? And it's been, it's been quite a bit. But, I, you know, kudos to you. For even being taking that route, I like the fact that you said that you talked to the gentleman uh, from Scarface and said, look, I don't know how this works. And he still took you under his wing and he still put your name out there. Number one, probably because he trusted you because you said you don't know. There are so many people out there that want to pretend or 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 um, what do they call them? Cappers. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Cappers, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. they out there pretending like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know how to do this. And they trying to YouTube it real quick. But you really didn't know. And he was OK with that. But you learned it on on his project. And look at what it did for you and got you started on. Right. I, you know, you've worked with some of the greats. You've worked with other artists. And and I just want to know um, what what artists did you work with that you felt they were gaining traction early on? Well, I, I tell this story all the time too. Mike Jones, because mm -hmm. sitting at Swisher House recording this guy every day, and I would watch him at the time he was in a group with this, this other rapper named Magno, and they would literally go to every open mic, every whatever, anything that was happening in Houston where they could get on stage, they were gone. And I kept saying, I was like, man, you know, the brother got a gimmick. Like, and gimmicks always either gonna hit big or they're gonna flop big. I'm like, 
He just needs that one record that's gonna let him hit big. And I would tell I would tell Watts that. And he'd be like, well, Boss, give us that record, man. You know, you need and Michael Watts talk real, real fast. Well, mm-hmm. make sure you get the record, Boss. You know, I mean, shoot, you the producer, you know what I'm saying? So uh I always thought I was like, man, Mike, because he would go to Dallas and, and do, I mean, they were in Texas, they were just every weekend gone somewhere. And I'm like, mm-hmm. look, his hustle is gonna pay off. Like it's gonna pay off. And when he uh Dallas actually broke his record. Uh, still tipping. That's what. That's who broke his record. Houston didn't break his record. Dallas broke his record. And so, uh, Dallas, all the Dallas DJs was calling back down to Houston like, y'all, why y'all ain't tell us about this Mike Jones character? And supposedly, this is the story. I'm just telling how I heard it. The the DJs at in Houston was like, who is Mike Jones? <laughs> so that's what became his catchphrase. Who Mike Jones? Who? So um, I always thought the brother had, and then when he hit, we were at the BET Awards a, in California, and I saw him backstage because we had got nominated for an award. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I looked at him, I say, I say, man, I, I said, I told you this three years ago. I was like, man, just keep grinding and look where you at. And he was like, because they he performed, they performed on on BET uh, Awards, him, Slim Thug, and Paul Wall. And uh, I remember, and he was just he almost looked like he was gonna cry because he was just like. You did tell me, bots, man. You did tell me, man. Like, just keep grinding. It's going to pay off, you know? And so, I, I, that's one, you know? I I, I had to kind of... Because I saw the process. I recorded yeah. Still Tipping. I recorded everybody's verses at Swisher House. So, that's kind of personal to me because it's like, I watched this guy do what he did and he got his shining moment. So, I, I that's that's my my answer, Mike Jones. Dang. Ooh, Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. Mike Jones. I love it. I love it. Well, what do you feel are your biggest challenges for artists that you work with? Um, well, a lot. There's so many people calling themselves artists Mm -hmm. or like, you know, the word I like to make fun of artists. (laughs) You do. You do. You say that all the time. (laughs) You know, one time I'm going to go back to I'm going to let I'm for real. I just got to jump in real quick. (laughs) Man, you know, I'm an educator. And right. I came in the room and I must have been late or something, but everybody was saying artists. And I, I wanted to take my mic off and say, you mean artists? But I, yeah. I, I said, no, nah, let me let me chill. This is not my moment. Right. <laughs> but I correct. See, I do this thing on Facebook that people love. They like love. Like when people do typos, misspells, or they just dumb. I will screenshot them in every first Friday of the month. I do this thing called Say What? And, and I have the, uh, it's a, it, it came birth a couple years ago because I was, one time I was typing in the little gift to say, say what? And they had the little uh, Lionel, Lionel Richie and Lionel Richie does his like real funny face like, like <laughs> what you saying? So I would go on to people's posts when they type wrong words and be like, that's not the word. And I'll put say what and I'll screenshot it. And so I do a, I do like 25 pictures and people go nuts. Cause like I, my, my, my uh, major was speech communication. So Anytime you say something wrong or you say the wrong word, it, it, it hits you. It yes, hurts. it hits you. And so every time somebody says artist is the other day, uh, the dude was like, man, I'm here to just do any genre of music. I said, wait a minute, any what? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and Auntie, Auntie Jackie be oh, like, oh, if y'all yeah. would see the text trail between me, her, and Rothstein. I would love to be the room, on that wall. Yeah. Oh my God. She's like, I am about to pee on myself. You keep correcting me, people. 
I say, man, I can't take it. I can't wait, take it. So. Wait a minute. One of my one of our guys said uh, Jenra, Jenner. Wait, Jenra. I couldn't figure out what he was talking about. And I was, and he's so intelligent and educated. And I said, it's pronounced genre. He was like, but you knew what the f I meant. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> That's the problem. The biggest challenge with a lot of these independent artists is just the knowledge, man. The knowledge, because there's a lot of them that are really, really talented, but they don't know nothing. All they, they, they see these little people blowing up and they just think, you know, they got in the booth and they song just hit. I'm like, man, you, you have no clue. You have no clue. So I have made it my goal, my, my passion to get these indie artists trained on. Cause these, these artists have been putting out records and you'll be amazed. Some of them don't even have a, a publishing company. Like you just dropping music and you're not even getting paid. You, you, this one chick had 900 covers. I say, well, where's your original music? And she's like, I don't have none. You mean to tell me you singing all these other people's songs, taking all your time, all your money and pouring into something you can't even get paid for? And, you know, and it's just, just their, their knowledge. It's not that they don't have talent because it's a lot of talented indie artists coming up, but the knowledge, the, the 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 understanding of certain things. What's a publishing company? Why do I need to go to SoundScan? Why do I need to upload to DistroKid? Why do I use CD? You know, all that, the stuff we talk about in the room. And so uh, it, it's that because I can cut a song with anybody, but after we finish this song, you know how to register it. Do you know what your point system is for your album? You know, all these technical things that when we were growing up, you know, and I tell all these new artists, um, the internet has made y'all lazy. Y'all are lazy. Yeah. We didn't have the internet. We had a book. We had stuff we had to read and sit down and take time. But the internet, Google has spoiled y'all. And then y'all don't even take advantage of Google. Isn't that something? The information is right me, there. I had somebody ask me, and then when they ask me this, they get mad. I was like, they be like, what's a PRO? I say, the, see, the same amount of time you typed this to me in a text, you could have put it on Google. <laughs> you I said, what's a PRO? <laughs> I could tell you, but you're not learning if I tell you. Go research this yourself. I didn't have nobody to walk me through the game. I had to learn it. And so just the knowledge. And then they're not patient because they see the Coy Ray or they see the young and made that seems like overnight they just banned. Well, you don't know how many that they was in the studio for three years before they even came out. Right. So, you know, it's it's knowledge and patience because they just want this overnight success. And I'm like, you honestly wouldn't even be able to handle the success if it came at you because you don't understand. People would take advantage of you. You be done got TLCs and you don't even know it just because you, you just want to put a record out. Yep. So knowledge and patience is, is the big, big thing right now. It really is. And and I, I feel you on that. Let me reiterate. Um, you're watching the LaDonna Ray show. We're talking to Bots D Bots. So if you've heard any of his music, he's got his uh his little, you know, clip in there talking about hey, this is D Bots production. D Bots, you beaten. So um it's such an honor, like I said, to be sitting next to you virtually on the LaDonna Ray show. I'm your host, LaDonna Ray. But I just, you know, most of you know that I'm also an educator in uh, adult education at a media school here in Chicago. 
Chicago, but I have students in Miami. So we have these conversations all the time about, you know, doing your research and, right. and not expecting things overnight. They want this microwave satisfaction and it does not exist. Now it has happened for some people seemingly because if you think about it, it's supposed to look like that. You know, mm-hmm. if you had right. to go through the process, uh, hell, they'd be canceled. So you right. you need to right. you need to get from the beginning to the end very quickly before the season ends. So you're right. You're right on point. In fact, I would love for you to talk to my students about that if you have time. I know you got them gold records in the back and you may not have time for us. But, you know, if you just had carve out a little bit of patience, a little bit of time for us, we would love to get some of that info from your mouth to their ears. Because one of the best places you could be, I created an event. We hadn't talked about it, but this is a good segue to it since you sure. said my hand. Yeah. Um, I was in a space last last year before Corona, and I was at a, a writing camp, and there was a whole bunch of writers in there, some A-list writers. As I don't like using that word, all writers to me. I don't give a if you wrote ten records or you wrote none. I just <laughs> you I treat everybody the same, you know, and everybody knows that about me. Uh, and so they, these A-listers were making these new up-and-comers kind of uncomfortable to one fact to where one of them started crying, one of them left. And I was like, dang, I was like, man, that's kind of fucked up, you know? I was like, man, it's messed up how they do independence and, and newbies in this business. I've watched them literally, but because it wasn't my session and I know uh, studio etiquette, I didn't speak up because like I said, it wasn't my session. And I'm not, I just know studio etiquette. If it was my session, they would have got cussed out. And maybe even knocked out. You know, you don't talk to nobody crazy. And so I wanted to start an, an event and a space for artists, especially independent artists, to feel free and feel their creative best. And so, of course, the pandemic hit. So all that got shut down. Then at the beginning of this year, man, I was having a conversation with one of my one of my boys. And he was like, man, what was that event you was talking about doing last year before the pandemic hit? And I told him about it. And he, I was like... I was like, yeah, but you know, it's Corona and I don't feel like doing all this and da 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 And he checked me because anybody who hangs around me know I don't do no excuses. Don't ever tell mm. me no excuse why you can't do nothing. And so he like did like a look back. He say, I was like, what's up? He's like, is this box I'm talking to? I'm like, what you mean? You giving me an excuse why you can't do something? And it, it, it stirred something and I said, you know what? You right. I don't do excuses. And so I got with my my little team. I say, yo, this is what I'm trying to do. This is what I need y'all to do. So we did one in Atlanta. Atlanta was super successful. It was the it was the the, the guinea pig, as I say. Um, we did our cookout at the studio two days. We had some dope people come through. Real Housewives of Atlanta, Raz B came through, and we cut some amazing records. Matter of fact, two of the records that are that were cut there are singles right now. One of them dropped last week with Miss Delila. Shout out Miss Delila. Pull up. And shout Titanic, out Titanic's Hustle dropped last month. So two singles dropped from there from there. So we did it. Huge success. So after that, I'm like, okay, that was kind of dope. Let's do another. Where we gonna do it at? Well, we gotta go do one in LA. Let's do one in LA. So we put it all together. We go to LA. We do a uh, cookout in LA. We have 93 people coming in three days. 93 people in the middle of a pandemic. LA's shut down. And 93 artists and creatives came through the studio. 93 people. It was packed. It was amazing. So after that, I told them we had a meeting. I said, we own the something. We own the something. Yeah. We had so many testimonies from LA, man. People were in my inbox crying. Just like, I've never been in nothing like that. I'm so inspired. 
Um, it, it, and so I was like, we got to do another. Let's keep this thing going. Let's do it. And we picked New York. So we said, let's go do one in the I big wanted end. to come so bad. <laughs> I was like, I'm coming to New York. But I just couldn't squeeze it in. Okay, all right. That, that's an excuse, right? Some excuses are not excusable. Go that, on, boss. And so we do the one in New York. Um, out of New York, we had two two more singles produced. I just dropped, uh, well, I didn't drop it. Official Trig did one. And Corey, this 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 female uh, artist, and Corey did one. And I was like, we got to keep going. We got to keep going because it, it every every cookout has a different kind of vibe. And so uh, we had we have so many independent songwriters, artists, producers all pull up. So we like next one is in Miami. We had already set the dates by this time. So we had Miami set. So Miami's already starting to take on a, a vibe of its own. So many people are already hitting me like I got my tickets. I'm about booking my flight. Make sure they got them COVID shots. I ain't coming to yeah. catch nothing now. Okay. Yeah, it was, I ain't getting vaccinated. I just, you know, I, I take all my, my, my vitamins, my pills, and, and I keep exercising. I drink plenty of water. My doctor told me my immune system's on a thousand, so I'm good. So, all right. Um, just tell I them just, to get you know, them shots. I feel, I feel funny about taking a shot with something. I've been kicking its ass by myself with doctor shot. Yeah. Then, segue, my daughter just caught it last month from her mother who was vaccinated. What? Yep. I know I know six people who got it, who caught it after getting vaccinated. One of them passed, too. So, uh, yeah. Why? It Because it, people are misled. It don't keep you from not getting it. It's supposed to lessen the symptoms. Why do I care? If it can't block it, why am I getting it? That's how, that's how I feel. If, if I can get somebody to make me understand if it don't block it it just so you mean to tell me instead of coughing 500 times a day i'm only gonna cough 100 250 <laughs> no why why ain't waste my time anyway segue to that so we get to miami i mean we're playing we get to new york new york goes down i love we're the like, segue i next. love the segue announcements i love it we you know i got a podcast too so i know how to you know but um so we get on we do new york great success with that one and everybody gets excited about miami thank you boss for being such a good sport you really hit it on the head no pun intended i really appreciate you being on the ladonna ray show and more to come i'm sure you are doing big things and we are a part of it but here's the deal <laughs> you are more than welcome to come back and i really want you to keep in touch with me let's stay connected and let's do some great things together i'm here when you need me whatever you need me to help you with i'm sure i can tap in with you yes ma'am Pow, tap in <laughs> all right cool now i want you to tell everybody where to find you so that they this is this is the moment for you to tell everybody where to find you you know so they can keep up with what's going on with you and i'm gonna slide on now well <laughs> slide on that d bots h town texas look you can find me on instagram bots world studio v-o-t-t-z-w-o-r-l-d-s-t-u-d-i-o-s you can find me on Twitter the same way. Uh, Facebook, the same thing. I have a podcast you can follow, Thinking Outside D-Bots. It is on the Patreon app. You can go get your subscription, get your laugh on, get inspired, get motivated. I do it all. And if you are in the surrounding areas of the Houston, Texas, uh, city of Houston, Texas, I should say, you can hit me up. I'm on the north side. I'm off of Battling Veterans. Everybody and their mama comes through to get their music done right keyword being right and y'all know when i use my finger that mean i'm serious so uh just holler at your boy dm me instagram me inbox me you can reach me by railway 
You can reach me by trailway. I don't care how you get here. Just get here if you can. Be bots, H Town, Texas. Church. Dang, bots. That's what's up. Keep in touch. Well, thank you so much. I really do appreciate this interview. Hey, I appreciate the time, finally. All right. Thank you, sir. Yes, ma'am. All right, and this is how we do this. Whoa, we just got through talking to D-Bots, the producer, recording artist, all of that ish, okay? He is also the main, one of the main moderators in the No Egos Room on Clubhouse. Make sure you subscribe to their club and make sure, speaking of subscribe, Make sure you subscribe to the LaDonna Ray Show. That's right. We're on all streaming platforms when it comes to social media. All right. So look for LaDonna Ray Show. That's L-A-D-O-N-N-A-R-A-E-H. And you'll find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And we've got 100 subscribers on, on YouTube. Finally, it only took forever because I wasn't asking for the subscriptions. So just join in and you'll see the raw uncut versions of these interviews. You know, when people be dropping F-bombs, you know what I'm talking about. But on the radio once a week, it's all kid friendly and stuff like that. But if you want the real deal, Holyfield, go to our YouTube channel. That's the LaDonna Ray Show. All right, we'll see you next time right here on the LaDonna Ray Show with your host, LaDonna Ray. Peace. Bye-bye for now. Okay, like I worked for the Alzheimer's Association for many years. I'm a I'm really a tech nerd. They put me in a in an office with a videotape and made me watch what Alzheimer's was all about. I came out, my I look like Tammy Faye Baker. My eyelash, everything was just running because I was crying so much. And I was working in the in the IT department. And I'm able to empathize with my grandmother more. Someday she forgets that I have children. Um Yeah. Yeah, I'm a mother of four. I'm a boy mom. Damn, you got four kids. I got four of them. Four of them. <laughs> <laughs>